Create an Unstoppable Life, episode 171. Create an Unstoppable Life is all about mindset for the high achiever to help you build a life of fulfillment and freedom. I'm your host, Dina George, MD, a mindset and marketing coach and a family medicine physician. It's an honor to spend time with you today. Happy New Year's, friends. We are six days into it. Did you wake up and your life was dramatically different? If so, email me. I want to hear. (laughs) Or surprisingly, maybe not so surprising, did you wake up the same? Well, welcome back to another year of being strong and getting stronger, of living quite well and working towards better. That's who we are. We're strong, we're doing well, and we want more. And we're working towards more all while creating more alignment, more consistency, and less drift off of this path to an unstoppable life. I'm so excited to be with you, to be with you in 2023 and beyond. And we've got some great guests lined up for the podcast. You're going to meet the first one next week. She's extraordinary. That's all I'm going to say. She's extraordinary. (laughs) So stay tuned. Some delight to share. Are you ready for this? 30 women joined us for the Emerge kickoff. 30 on New Year's Day, which tells me it's going to be an incredible year. The conversation filled with ease, with support, with that's me too. (laughs) Many of us want to hustle less this year, experience more meaning, and enjoy now. Enjoy where we're at. Enjoy how we're doing. Enjoy spending time as we choose to spend it. Today's episode is on the shorter side because I'm hanging out with my dog and I think he's nearing the end of his time with our family. He's been with us 13 and a half years, chosen by our son. I remember that day so vividly. Austin Pets Alive rescued him. They found him. They estimated he was three weeks old. He had parvo and they took him on. (laughs) They nurtured him. They got him to three months and we were able to adopt him. But I'll tell you, this stage of pet ownership, it is tough. So if you're doing it too, my heart goes out to you because boy, does it challenge my enoughness. Have I done enough? Have we done enough? Are we doing enough? What do we have to decide? Is it time to decide it? Whew, it's tough. So let's jump into today's concept. And if you hear a dog in the background, it's because he's in here with me. (laughs) Today's concept, it's straight from the book, Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown. If you haven't read it, lots of encouragement, so much wisdom, insight, so many ways of packaging information in a way that's like, ugh, that makes so much sense. The concept we're talking about is self-protection. It's what many of us do and we do it well. (laughs) We protect ourselves. We defend ourselves. Even if there's no apparent threat, we are ready. We stay quiet where we're weak. We don't share what we don't know. Maybe we even overinflate our strength so that we don't look weak or so that nobody checks for weakness. We protect our reputation, which really means we protect our ego. We protect our status because we don't want to look bad. We don't want to be weak. We don't want to feel weak. We don't want to embarrass ourselves. We definitely don't want to stand out. So it's all a way of playing it safe and playing it safe in this world. Those are forms of self-protection. In the book, there are three characteristics that go along with it. One, certainty, specifically choosing certainty over curiosity. Number two is armor and specifically choosing to armor up, be defensive rather than be vulnerable. And number three is knowing, 
Choosing knowing and certainty, those kind of go along together, over learning. One, practicing self-protection, which really means being a normal human. We know everything. We make decisions based on what we know because we know everything, and we're certain that we've got the right answer. We've made the right choice. We have this wall around us that others can't get in, and if they do, it's definitely not going to be easy for them to come in. And we have to know all the answers. We have to know them in advance and we have to be right. So we have that fixed mindset. Does that sound like you? It definitely describes me, or at least it describes who I've been. And sometimes it describes now. A while ago, I experienced a relationship breakdown with someone you don't know. So not Craig, not big love. We're good. (laughs) And in processing that, or at least experiencing that, I don't know that I was even to processing it. Here's what I defaulted to certainty, certain that I want to walk away from this relationship, slam the door. It's over. I'm done. Goodbye. That's what, at least what was going on in my head. That's all self-protection. I don't want to hear what's wrong with me. I don't want to hear what contributed to the breakdown. I want it to be over. I'm done. Notice how there's no room for curiosity. There's no room for wondering what happened. What did I contribute How do we move on? How do we create a foundation? Or how do we at least share an understanding? Being certain, wanting certainty means I'm certain I am closing the door and walking away. I'm certain this relationship is over. I am certain I am moving on. Granted, I didn't move freely. (laughs) In this phase, I moved on with a lot of emotions because I wanted certainty right now. I didn't want to even process the emotions. And armor. Ooh, did I build up the defenses in my mind for all the right reasons. (laughs) I wanted to see what were the breakdowns of the relationship and have ammunition so that if that person comes back, I can shut it down all over again. There was zero room for vulnerability, zero room for learning because I knew, I knew exactly what I wanted this relationship to be over. I want it to be done. There was too much that happened. There was no repair. Back to that certainty. There's no repairing this. I know. I am certain. But the larger part was to feel like I was really in control. That's what knowing does. It tells us we have control. We have enough of the information. We can make decisions. We can move on. We've got everything we need. But it's a false sense of knowing. It's not true knowing. It's this urgency knowing. I got to get out. I got to move on. I can't be here. Certainty, armor, and knowing, those are the ingredients for resentment and regret, for anger, for being hostile and staying hostile. None of those ingredients invite a conversation to see where things are at or to share what really happened and to hear it from both sides to get a sense of, wow, how different the perceptions are on both sides how different or similar the hurts are on both sides. And it's not just me. We all do this. At least we all do this at times because it's human. This part of our human, though, it keeps us from leading an extraordinary life because it means we don't repair. We don't repair relationships. There's no room for it. We have to move on to something new, a new relationship over and over and over again, a new partnership over and over and over again. Can you imagine Like every time the car broke down, you had to get a new car. So if it was at six months or a year, if it broke down, you had to get a new car. 
it gets really expensive. And it's really expensive for relationships too. It also keeps us stuck making the same mistakes because we're not learning from them. We're not owning our mistakes. We're not owning the energy that we bring. And we're fundamentally creating the same problem over and over. Creating a same relationship breakdown. It may just break down in a different way or a different time frame. But we keep being ourselves and somehow expecting a different result. Which is not the way to lead an unstoppable life. These three ways of being in the world, they're simply dangerous because we're fooling ourselves. We're thinking we're safe. We're thinking we're right. If you're like me, you're slamming the door <laughs> to some relationships, probably not all, but to some that could have been very meaningful. And we're not allowing our true self to be seen. Only the person who's in the defensive posture, that's all you can see. And we tell ourselves, we already know. We know what they're going to say. We know how they feel. We know what happened. But we're not learning from it. We're not changing. We're not evolving. We're not growing. We're not opening up to the idea that for a relationship to break down, it really takes two people. So what we know, what we tell ourselves, that's not meaningful. If I have to be perfect and the other person has to be who I want them to be and they have to be perfect at it, I'm never going to have a relationship that lasts long because when there's a slight, when there's a mistake, when there's a perception that the other person isn't on my side or their perception that I'm not on their side, whoop, it's all over. Relationship is broken down. It is time for me to leave. Kick them out. Bring out the certainty, the armor, the knowing, to show them where they need to go, which is somewhere away. Oh, I'm laughing at myself all the years. Big love said this gently. At least I don't remember what her words were, but this is what I do remember. You have this way of closing off your heart and kicking people out. And you, sometimes you do that fast. <laughs> and it looks like you're really trying to prevent pain or maybe lessen the pain. It's really causing you more pain because you haven't solved it. You're just sealing it off. I tried to say that with my most compassionate voice because that's how I remember her words. Very compassionate, very gentle, very kind, and very powerful. She offered that I didn't always have to have the answer. And I didn't always have to solve things in the moment, especially with something that didn't solve anything. It just created more pain. And she suggested that my relationships could be different, including the relationship with myself. She offered, you can allow things to just be as they are and not fight, not run, not hide, not fix. Just let it be. I'll tell you, everyone needs big love in their life or someone that will love you big, that will say things with tenderness and they'll notice the ineffective coping. They'll notice it's like the dog that's licking their really sore paw and making it worse, but not realize they're making it worse. It's the thing that they know how to do, so they keep doing it. We humans, we do the same thing. We just don't realize how much pain it causes. I was doing what I knew how to do. Create a certain definitive reaction that I was up armored. I was right. I know enough, but I didn't. And chances are you do something like it too. Big Love offered another option. She suggested just be in the space of not yet. Not yet knowing. Not yet defending and not yet even seeing a threat not yet certain, which is an offering towards what Brene Brown offers in the book, to be in the space of curiosity. 
you don't have to know and you don't have to believe anything went wrong. To be in the space of vulnerability, which means believing we're whole and we're enough, no matter what the situation is and no matter what our contribution to the situation was, to be in the space of learning, learning how to be better, learning what other people need, learning the elements of a relationship breakdown, learning how to come back and not just come back, but come back with openness and kindness. Notice what learning offers. It offers that there are many ways, many roads to take. It's not one or none. And it removes the pressure that you have to get it right. We can't possibly know what right is. We're just learning. We're finding our way. We're taking it in. We're deciphering the road ahead. We're working in a collaborative manner, perhaps. Both Brene and Big Love are offering a different way to be in the world. One that's lighter and freer. One that's more agile. So that you can encounter any situation and be. Be thoughtful. Be curious. Be in the space of not yet. And that's an amazing space to be rather than walled off, sealed shut, shut down to any possible solution and believing that the other person is wrong and it's all over and it just all went to hell. What it really allows us to do is to show up as the same person for every part of our day, every part of our life. So I can be the same Dina when I don't know anyone else in the room as I am when I know everyone in the room. I can be the same Dina when I'm purchasing a vehicle as I am when I'm taking my dog to the vet. I can be the same person when a relationship is filled with grace and love as I am in a relationship that has broken down. The same one. I can even be the same Dina when there are 23 patients on my list to see as I am when there are 16. Okay, I'm working on that one. I'm not quite there. (laughs) You get the point though. I'm my best self when I'm curious, when I allow myself to be real and be human, and when I'm learning. And chances are you are too. So invite in more with me. Invite in more curiosity, more learning, and more sharing of your real self, your imperfect self for 2023. Because I think that's where we're going to find a whole lot more meaning, a whole lot more purpose, and a whole lot more fulfillment. I'm sending you so much love, a shout out to Big Love for saying a lot without saying very much, and I'll see you all next week with our special guest. Ciao.